How's that Welcome for an intro? Welcome to the Socially Intoxicated Awareness Podcast. Thank you so much, Hattos, for uh, playing that lovely intro for us. And uh, welcome on the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, let's move right into it, right? Um, I figure our listeners at this point might be familiar with our bullshit, but they probably don't know your bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, Hannes, for them and for me, um, would you mind giving us a short introduction about of yourself? Yeah, of course, sure thing. Um, I'm Hannes. Uh, I like to consider myself a singer-songwriter, uh, even though I started my journey uh, at business school together with um, Scott. That's where we met as well. And um, now I'm currently based in Berlin and um, doing music and uh, yeah, grew up in Germany, 22 years old, like to cook, did I forget anything? <laughs> That's a good all round view, I think. <laughs> um, great. So uh, I've spent a little bit of time listening to some of your music and actually watched the 15 minute set you have linked on your Instagram profile right now. I think it's like a 15 minute set on YouTube. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were playing keyboard on it. From, uh, and the, yeah. the, the lead singer, she had a really beautiful Gretsch guitar. I yeah. thought, and it sounded amazing. It's uh, one of my favorite guitars. Um, so tell us a bit about how you've been keeping yourself busy in terms of music, because it kind of been easy to start your musical journey in Berlin the last year and a half, I'm sure. For sure, for sure. So first of all, the set that you listen to is um, we, we played in Cologne. Um, uh, with my my friend Tala, shout out to her, um, and it was super cool because we uh, it was one of the only concerts that we were able to play I think in the last one and a half years, um, and it was sort of like a live stream event, um, and okay so basically uh, how am I keeping myself busy I think I'm just gonna start where after I left uh, uh, university at uh, business school because. Um, that's sort of when it all started because I wanted to do music all along. And then after business school, I sort of found myself in a little gap saying, okay, what, are, what am I going to do now? Um, and then decided against all odds to go and study music production in Berlin um, instead of going further in the business direction. And then it all started from there. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I admire that something I didn't have the balls to do because that would uh, music management. I, I really have a, I don't know, it feels like an emotional attachment to that kind of thing. I'd love to do it. So I have mad respect for going down that way. It's definitely less guaranteed than the business industry. Yeah. Um, I think the first, one of the first times I saw you post a song was the beginning of last year. Yeah, so, yeah. Something like that. And you were just playing really awesome, cool acoustic uh, songs, which I love the little licks that you put in there. Um, personally. Thanks, man. Yeah, you, you want to tell us a bit too, about right? them. Pardon yeah. me? I, I remember you told me also you, you play the guitar a lot as well, right? It's been my pet peeve project, I guess, during Corona. Um, I, I I love the music and I figure I should have yeah. gotten more into it. And then a friend started to learn and my girlfriend wanted to learn. And before she could finish Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is a very simple three chord <laughs> song, yeah. I couldn't let her have the spotlight. And I then decided to take <laughs> it up as well. Um, so it was very egotistical, but yeah, now I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I don't consider myself very good yet though, but I'm, I'm writing some songs as well. It's a, it's a good, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. For sure, man. You should, you should play a few of your songs also in the, in the, in the next podcast. So uh, it's good to share them. It's a big, it's a big, I remember this was like the, 
the main thing why I also started to post these songs was because mm, I was super, super insecure about like releasing anything really, um, because I think the more you grow older, the less you really care about what people that think about the stuff you do, um, which is a good thing. But if you're still like in, in, in the growing up phase and figuring stuff out, it's really hard to just like open up to the world and be like, hey, this is what I what I do and risking that people might not like it. So um, that being said, I didn't release any music for a long, long time. And at last year, summer was sort of the point where I was like, okay, if I really want to do this and like go that route, I just have to start somewhere. And even if it's shit or if it's people don't like it, I might just go forward and risk it. And then um, it was just when Corona, I think that's the videos you were referring to, um, when Corona started, we managed to with Niels van Mers. I don't know if you know. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had my uh, masters with him. We had yeah. a couple courses together. Cool. Shout out to Niels. Yeah, shout out to Niels. <laughs> Good friend of mine, and we um, decided to go surfing in in uh, France and make a little road trip down there. So I just thought it'd be might be a good idea to just record a song along each stop and then just start posting every week to sort of force myself to just uh, do stuff, you know. And then actually every Sunday have something to post because i really need some sort of deadline even if it's uh just set for myself to to keep releasing stuff because otherwise you always find an excuse for not doing it in a way i get that not in the sense of i i get release dates for songs but in terms of mm. uh procrastinating i think everybody deadline, in uni yeah. understands that <laughs> yeah. i mean we come into this recording uh after having wanted to record on last saturday and then getting too drunk to do it <laughs> just going oh well well, well you know we'll move it <laughs> man it was perfectly with my time schedule as well so it's it's all good but i, I imagine from from studying also i i uh, i can see that procrastination uh being very alive also from when i think back to maastricht um. oh absolutely but in terms of uh sharing your initial projects i mean I, I think what's really hard there is because just because you like something that you created and obviously yeah. if you're working hard on it you're putting a lot of your emotions in so like lyrically and stuff it can be deep so it's you're you're being vulnerable in that sense and then sharing it although you're not quite sure if people think it's good per yeah. se is yeah. um that's that step where you you got to continuously cross it so yeah. it's a tough thing to do yeah for sure i think um i don't know it's it's really scary uh, it was that and then also playing just forcing myself that was my start in berlin like i didn't really know many people here yet so um i uh, started playing um open mic gigs every week in bars um and it was it was really weird because I wasn't used to playing that live live that much and um, sort of went into the deep end right away and, and messed up so many times. But like, I don't know, it's like after a bungee jump, like you, you're so scared before and then afterwards you just like, I don't know, have a beer, get smashed and was the best night ever, you know? So kind of got addicted to that a little bit like that. Obviously it's not that fun releasing something online, but um, it has some sort of the same connotation to it, you know, just like, forcing yourself to to release something and then see see if people are going to like it or not you know absolutely it also probably depends on um i mean the people that are close to you your friends and stuff they probably yeah. have a different music taste than you do or maybe oh yeah knows? yeah um so i don't know how if like for me uh, i kind of stand out to to some of my uni friends because 
who likes hard rock nowadays? Like not that many people. Um, it's not like the common denominator among the millennials. So it's tougher to find people that agree with it if yeah. you're writing something along those lines. Is that something that you've dealt with or that that are some of your influences in terms of the music that you have uh, put out so far? Yeah. Um, first of all, I think it's really cool that you dig dig hard rock. Personally, I'm, I, I didn't grow up with it as much, but I just like I learned to appreciate like all the genres also in that 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 sense so much. And um, the there's a culture around a lot of genres here in Berlin and very most prominent probably being techno, but you can find little little bubbles of people who who like exactly the the music that you like everywhere, you know, and that that's really important to find. And for me, it was sort of the same. I do a lot of um, a lot of uh, like folky melancholic stuff initially i've branched out a little bit now and i did some like pop songwriting and stuff as well um which was fun and challenging but um for me it was all about finding like the right people on these open mics that were like hey i i do the same kind and like i love this this style and then you start collaborating with stuff and uh, with people and then it sort of uh, kicks everything off yeah but but for sure i mean it's always when <laughs> my parents would be like always like hey I can't see this or I can't see this play on the radio ever you know to be fair it probably wouldn't you know if I'm like playing some sort of sad progression you know I, mean, I don't think any radio would play it but um yeah it's just all about finding your the the right crowd that that uh, will listen to it and then it's all good yeah, and the same thing. It's about finding the right radio station one day, huh? <laughs> Probably, or yeah. creating the right one, <laughs> or the or the right uh, guys who who do podcasts, the right podcasts. No, there you go. Yeah, uh, well, you our mentioned... bar for talent is very low in terms of guests. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. You, you mentioned something interesting so far, which is kind of like finding a crowd that supports you, mm-hmm. uh, which to me sounds like you know generating positive feedback uh, for yourself. And you mentioned before how, you know, putting yourself out there was scary in the beginning. Um, and I'd quite like to know how the opposite of it was for you, like how, or maybe not the opposite, but how was it for you to go to then put yourself out there and uh, experience success, experience, you know, positive feedback? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I've really uh, experienced success uh, in, in like a big regard yet, but on the small scale, for sure, like it's super rewarding um, to have people come up to you and actually say hey i think this was a cool song like that's amazing or having people message you on instagram and those people getting more and more saying like hey i love i heard the track i love it could we could we collaborate that was super super exciting even though i always feel like a lot of the times on on the way of it or going someplace we tend to take the negatives at least for me a lot harsher than the positives if somebody would say to you like hey it's a nice song and you're like ah thanks like he probably doesn't mean it It doesn't weigh as heavy for me as if somebody would like you know come there with negative feedback this really took took me some time to learn to take neither personal like neither take the positive stuff personal or the negative um but rather like just keep going and keep doing new stuff um yeah because the artists i think are really close with their work a lot of the times and then if someone criticizes your songs it's almost like they're criticizing you as a person but 
I don't know. That's why it's it's sometimes hard to differentiate. That's that vulnerability, like writing emotional songs that are like loaded. You're not writing empty songs, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that song sucks. Oh man, what the fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of success, uh, you released a, or you recently released a song and it initially caught me off guard because... Um, it was a bit different than the previous ones you had released on your Instagram, which were uh, often um, like cool, simple riffs and licks played on either like electric, but not much distortion or like an acoustic guitar. Um, this new one is pretty like pop techno infused or like electronic at least, yeah. which was a completely different vibe. So I sensed you mm -hmm. kind of exploring your different genres there and just feeling comfortable. But it was probably also your biggest streaming success until now, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which it hit a million or even higher. I don't know. Last time I saw it, it was like a million. So like, damn. Yeah. Biggest guest we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm honored. But um, yeah, man, like um, you're right. I think um, it was definitely exploring a little bit. Mm, to be honest, I really uh, found when I came to Berlin something that I initially wasn't really aware of which is the writing game for not just yourself as an artist but for other people as well which i find super attractive because i i really like to collaborate with with people and um since my my strength or what i feel most comfortable with is usually the songwriting part and finding melodies and harmonies um it's cool to work with producers who are really focused on the technical side and um in EDM or like electronic dance music. Um, there's a lot of producers who are really looking for people who are songwriters or singers. And there's a lot of demand for that. So um, I created an alter ego because I, I still wanted, I'm still an indie sort of guy, I think. Like I'm really into acoustic music and like minimal production and stuff. But I just wanted to also improve my lyric writing and just take every opportunity. And that way I went um, ahead and just created a complete different side for this electronic project where I'm doing all of this pop electronic stuff, um, which is also, you know, some way to earn a little bit of money, um, you know, because they have uh, a reach and streaming success that as an indie artist, it's almost impo impossible to get, especially on the first try, you know. And, and considering um, yeah, but, what what streaming services pay which is like, exactly like even now you know like yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's ridiculous even, even even i think it also changes that's the weird thing i think it's almost like stocks it's not like you will always have the same spotify um payout because i think it's a monthly fluctuation which is crazy to me as well but anyways mm. i think if a million streams would play pay you four thousand euros around but um you have to remember that uh, there's more there's than also, one person involved <laughs> exactly that's what i had to learn also was um that there's so many players involved like usually a label that we also signed the song to a label it takes a cut and then there's the producer who takes the majority of the cut and then there's me the songwriter like <laughs> you know it doesn't there's a lot of uh, pieces of the pie but still, it was a super cool experience. Definitely something I I had wanted to to do to reach like a, a million people it was like crazy. Um, even if the songs like I don't know, I, I like it. It's it was fun to do. It's not my main project, but it's super cool to to explore that way. 
um, and also, yeah, to just just see what that path holds. I mean, sure. I think what's really cool about that is um, a. I well, first question that pops into my mind is: Do you change your attitude and the way you dress when you are your alter ego? <laughs> and and B, I'm sure it's really cool though that you got to experience the professional side, like the the business aspect of music, yeah. which um, you know you you hear about a lot. But I'm sure it's if you're one of the people in that in that room in the cut. Yeah, nice feeling, I'm sure. Yeah, man. Like it's this is it's so exciting to me. Like I'm such a small fish, <laughs> still. Like you know, I've 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 gotten to know some people who like actually work in the music industry, and it's mind blowing to me. Um, but it's cool to have some sort of direction to actually know. Like when I was in mastery, I didn't know this existed as a job, and I'm not talking about being an artist necessarily, but also just like living of a publishing deal meaning like working for other people writing for international artists not being the one next necessarily singing the stuff but like being involved in the process and, and writing lyrics and stuff um it's super exciting to me and also the like i'm working on the side now also um just to be able to afford stuff because i wouldn't be able to with my music alone but um just this this feeling that every week something random happens you know like every i don't know on a tuesday night at like three some guy will hit me up and be like hey from kazakhstan i heard your song or whatever you know like this is just exciting stuff i don't know i i, I really i really love it um even though it's not paying me anything but uh, it's 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 still super cool yeah for sure networking pays in the long run exactly exactly really I'll be right back i will get another beer Go for it. What are you guys drinking, by the way? The good old German Bitburger. Bitburger. What you is your in, choice? Are you both in Maastricht right now? Or? No. No, only I am. I okay. moved to Aachen because I my master's, I graduated last summer. So I'm living okay, in Aachen sweet. now. Tell me quickly. I mean, I'm, I'm probably <laughs> catching up late here, but um, you two, what are you studying or what did you do your master's in? Um, I did it in strategy and innovation. So just a okay, specialization cool. in Maastricht with another extra year. I think SB, the yeah. same as Niels, yeah, SB. Yeah. Um, Toby, can you can talk about your own stuff while I get my beer. <laughs> exactly, I was planning on it. Uh, yeah, I do biomedical sciences. So cool. bachelor's and now master's uh, with imaging as a specialization. And so you, you, met, uh, you met it, uh, through being roommates? So how, how did this go? Oh, no, Scott and I went to high school together. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, we went to high school together. And then after high school, he came here. Uh, I spent a year working in cool. the UK. And uh, then by the time he'd finished his first year, you know, I was looking for something to do. I was yeah. looking for something to study. And uh, biology was always, you know, biology, medicine was always up there. Um, but I didn't want to uh, work with dying people, essentially. I didn't want to be confronted with death as much. With death right. as much. Yeah. So I was like, okay, biomedical sciences sounds like the perfect compromise. Uh, so I came here and I haven't regretted it. And uh, through Scott, I found, you know, connections in the city rather quickly. Found yeah. a place to stay in. Although I might just, add, you were already working with dead people in your first bachelor year. Yeah, but they were people who had been dead and who were used for studying. They weren't people who I was taking care of and who were dying or, you know, whose life I influenced. Potatoes, potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes, yeah. Uh, one is scary, the other one is not. <laughs> Damn. I see you have your, do you have your, uh, just quickly, your mattress against the wall? Is that, am I seeing this? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I can see it, man. This is acoustic treatment. I, I, uh, I wish I could show you guys around, but I, mean, I think my cable's hooked up. I've, oh, also I have the, 
Golden Gate Bridge as a background, so you can't. Yeah, see. I'm seeing it. But um, acoustic uh, paneling is uh, a good idea. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I have it there. Uh, oh, he has his own because... uh, studio in his yeah. room. <laughs> it's, it's not because I'm uh, too lazy to have it or to to, to bring it to the uh, yeah where you take the garbage to have it you know no, taken no, no, care no. of. It's acoustic paneling for yeah exactly else. yeah for the future for all the people who haven't who haven't listened to this episode but will listen to the ones in the future. This was um, the visual uh, uh, portion of the show. Exactly, it keeps coming back. Right, <laughs> first time. episode, Hannes. First fucking episode. We had a yeah. You know, we start out and we start talking about <laughs> podcasts for uh, people without hearing, and we just start doing this this shtick about like you know how why wouldn't you have a podcast that is audio descriptive. And it keeps haunting us. Oh, man. Every now and again, we'll have something described uh, in this audio podcast that is only visible on the screen and is terribly described. You might as well release each episode as a book and like have With it images. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be perfect. Screenplay. <laughs> oh, man. So um, are you prepping to come back to your, your potential future projects as, as COVID comes uh, back down and hopefully events will be able to happen again? Mm. Um, aside from weekly mic open mic nights, I'm sure you have uh, something uh, planned in terms of either releases or trying to put some more um, uh, pub tours together or something along those lines. What's, what's your next year look like? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always hard to plan, like, or it's it's easy to plan and then harder to execute most of the times. But um, right now, what's really exciting to me is that I'm playing keys and in, in, um, with my my friend Tala, um, and she's playing a bunch of concerts this year. Hopefully, if it's working out, we have another two shows um, in June, and it's we're gonna play Reeperbahn Festival in Hamburg and stuff like that. And um, just to see these stages, even though I'm not like the main, like being the main act, but just being on the keys is, is super cool. I'm really excited about that. And uh, for my own projects, um, I have uh, two tracks lined up to still come out for this uh, Ari pro project, um, which is my EDM project. Um, both are going to be sort of similar, um, let's say. And um, yeah, the main focus really is for me to to um, go and find out what my own project could sound like because I don't have any Spotify releases on that. I like to post stuff on Instagram and you know explore a little bit. It's easier to do that and less costly also because normally if I would you know make a song song from my own project, I would have to get someone who mixes it, get someone who masters it, find a label for it um you know try to push it to people um to publish it and stuff and and there's definitely some some cost involved but anyways i really want to do it it's just that um i need to sort of collect a little bit of a package um to to do that and i'm in the process of doing that right now i started working at a place um as an intern uh, this january who does um <laughs> who does audio branding to like the the jingles for example from like uh bmw na, 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 or like telecom <laughs> da, 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 you know so he's charlie sheen from two and a half men uh, yeah uh, in, in less in less sexy but sure um, uh, let's hope this doesn't distribute round to him so uh that's uh that's fun um but it also takes a lot of time um 
away from the music, but I'm, I'm finding a balance right now where I can do both, which is really exciting. So yeah, that's cool. to answer your question. Um, there's going to be at least four songs released this year um, of different projects. And I'm trying to bundle together an EP for my own project, which uh, would be called Puelo. And uh, this is, I don't know if it's going to make it out this year, but beginning of next year for sure. Cool. Like well, so. that's quite a mouthful. Damn. Hey. But wait, <laughs> you had me at Reeperbahn Festival. That's <laughs> sick. Yeah, it's super, super cool. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward. Congre like, I wanted to go, t what, two years ago? And um, I think it was sold out where I couldn't make it the last like a week ago or tickets were gone i don't know yeah but that that sounds fun because i plan on going to hamburg anyway so maybe that'll go for it man maybe we'll like cross I, our paths if i uh play somewhere close again it's not me playing really it's um it's uh tyler playing but i'm supporting um but yeah man if you're close for sure come by it'd be great no but everybody should check out that set because um it's cool it's a cool summer vibe background kind of festival vibe if you're sitting so at, you cool. know at like one o'clock in the afternoon watching the first acts with your first beer in the sun and that's the kind of vibe it sets it's a it's a really cool set we're so exciting thanks man that's really awesome sounds like plenty to come and eventually maastricht also we we'll do a little a little concert again i haven't been there in forever man like i think the last time was um probably at graduation so For the bachelors yeah, bachelor's graduation. So 2019. Um, where I had a really <laughs> rocky night. <laughs> um, As graduation but, should. Yeah, yeah, I, I miss it a little bit. I don't know how's it how's it going there. Like, what's what's happening? Is it open? Can you go outside? What's what's going on? So I had yeah. quite the ex sorry, Toby. If I can, you can take this in a sec. But I had quite the culture shock because I went back to Maastricht for the first time in a really long time on Sunday of a drunken idea of Saturday. So it, it turned out to be a good idea. And the terraces are open. And the incidence rate in Germany is it has to be under 100 for terraces to open. Right. And I think in Limburg, it's over 500. Three to 500, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the terraces are packed. No one no wears way. a mask. No. no waiters wear masks. It's ridiculous. 500. Um, so Toby, how is the rest of the day-to-day -day life going? Hey man, day-to-day -day life is is fine. Uh, we opened up a bit uh, a short while ago, and it's been it's, it's been noticeably more full here, uh, especially these pesky tourists uh, from Aachen. Um, yeah. Then again, I was I was going to tell essentially the same story, only with the caveat on it that um, <laughs> what within we were at the terrace, uh, and uh, within a few hours or uh, later that night slash the next morning. Uh, I found out that I probably was exposed to COVID during that time, so I'm in quarantine. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Which we have to note, it, it was really like didn't that, take was, long. that was on the evening of the event, and it was in a different setting with a different yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. It, it wasn't when you were there. You yeah, were fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we also shouldn't we also shouldn't talk more about about this. It was just you know we come back, uh, things are packed here. Absolutely, no one's wearing masks. You can actually tell the Germans by you know the fact that they'll be wearing a mask. Uh, bonus yeah. points if it's an FFP2 type. Hey. And uh, yeah, it didn't take long uh, for weird. it to bite me. Yeah, yeah it's, it hasn't changed much, to be honest, in terms of the vibe no. between the people. It's uh, still pretty cool. Um, if you say you haven't been back since 2019, um, it continued to be pretty regular. One of the major things student life-wise, at least, um, that I noticed mm -hmm. was the mandrel closing, also music-wise. That might mm -hmm. be something that interests you. 
Um, and then once COVID hit, you know, the city became essentially empty, right? Students, a lot of the internationals went home. Yeah. Um, those who stayed didn't go outside uh, that much. A lot of the, the Dutch students also went home, right? What's the point? Uh, so they tried to really kind of, they had this hybrid system about reopening the unis for essential things. Uh, but that also fell by the wayside uh, end of or beginning of 2021, I guess. And uh, yeah, it's it's had a few empty vibes for some time. But then there's also enough, you know, student stuff going on still, uh, be it online or in person under certain guidelines. Uh, yeah. or without depending the on longer you again. talk the worse it sounds <laughs> the more depressing yeah. it sounds well, 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 well. yeah because <laughs> i also sound a bit more depressed did your boss also write depressing that jingle? sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could be for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be a great button <laughs> um but in terms of mass like you still i mean i frequently went to this uh, i forget what the venue was called but it was right by the uh, pate and where the lumiere used to be yeah. that other Musique fancy Ah, yeah exactly and they had a like weekly or they increased it uh for quite a while and they they featured like small bands that came by mm. and the biggest ones that i saw there were uh, the zwei from Siebner for all the germans oh, really? yeah fucking hilarious mm-hmm. uh so much fun and then uh mighty oaks which some might know as well they were yeah. a more a bit more known um like indie rock as well or all yeah. rock kind of band yeah. uh so that's definitely a cool venue yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I used to be in Kaleido. Shout out to Kaleido people. Yes, and we, they, also a good one. I couldn't they, think of the name. Yeah, and uh, they, um, at least in my first year or second year, we were organizing um, small concerts um, on a weekly basis, I think. And it was really cool also to, that was my Maastricht sort of get away from the from the business side of things i always try to um be in kaleido and, and sort of um hang around creative people wait um, were were these the uh two euro entry concerts yeah, yeah. and the beer was like a euro yeah exactly Dude, then you organized the concerts i was just telling you about yeah, yeah, never, yeah, mind. never mind never <laughs> mind <laughs> also organize is a big word there's a big group and i was Usually I was bar man, <laughs> like I would be setting up and, and closing down and working at the bar. So organizing might be a bit of a big word, but um, I was I was in the team. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, I mean, the same for me. I loved going there because it like took me out of the day to day business routine. Yeah. I yeah. just didn't like fit. I didn't, I don't really fit in with business students. Um, so it, it was a great thing. I don't know. I love that place. I discovered it way too late. Sadly. Cool. And then, yeah, two years, I think it's super doable. We started to have comedy nights which also introduced me to how much i actually enjoy stand-up comedy um which i didn't know before but it's it's amazing i could never do it but um it's super cool um why and, couldn't you do it well, I'm, not, I'm not funny enough i think oh, <laughs> come on i don't i don't uh, i don't know uh, it's i think it's like being on stage singing a song is the one thing at least everyone's nice you know like even if you mess up the song you'll get a few like pity claps at the end like nobody really cares everyone's nice but if you're a comedian and then you start you know telling a joke because it's not like you play your song and at the end you have this maybe a little bit of silence or awkwardness but in a comedy show you make a joke if nobody laughs like it's really awkward for the whole crowd and I, that's why it's so i have so much respect for people who are uh, yeah brave enough to go on stage and tell jokes i couldn't do it i think what's really hard about stand-up is writing jokes down on paper beforehand that yeah. will make people laugh in the future which yeah. it, i mean 
I, I can say funny things sometimes, but it's more due to the fact that it's spontaneously Momentarily, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you can't rely on that either. Like if you're in the crowd, you know, no. like, <laughs> usually you could, what, what they always did was um, go on the like student sort of things like, hey, and I don't know, like the Maastricht syndrome and like sexual frustration and like, hey, I've been there. Like, I heard the business students are dicks or whatever, you know, and that usually worked because it really was like uh, tailored to the to the crowd. But yeah, it's, it's so hard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I went to one of those comedy nights and it was really cool as well. And then, they, you know, you throw in the typical politics Oh, yeah, topic in course. the US that's been, cool. that's been an easy stand-up yeah that was throughout your uh, mastery time was the whole Donald Trump situation I do wonder how successful of a comedy uh, set it would be to go on stage and just read out memestricht uh, memes uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty good <laughs> I feel like yeah. it'd be rather successful you could just make it a slideshow of you scrolling through an Instagram page. Like, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have to be more. What Carlito did was that um, they, at the end of the show, you would get a big beer if you just would go uh, as an amateur on the stage and tell a joke or a few, um, which I thought was a really cool thing to encourage people to go for it also and, and yeah. get a reward. So I'm sure you'd get some laughs with a meme straight page for that one and a free beer. And a free beer. That's the good part. Anything for free beer. Anything. <laughs> I was going to say, all you have to do for it is put yourself out there into a vulnerable position in front of people who might or might not know you, you know, and uh, potentially expose yourself to all the ridicule they can get. Mm. Even more oh. beer, and then it'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> I had written down one more thing that I thought would be interesting to mention, at go least in terms of planned points of conversation or yeah. things I wanted to talk about. Um, and they kind of have to do with each other. I mentioned your influences earlier, and mm -hmm. I kind of took that over by talking about my own preferences and genre. Um, but what what were what are some of your influences in terms of the music that you have released, and uh, maybe not necessarily for the future because you were saying you're still not sure what direction you want to go. But yeah. I'm sure there's quite a few. And who is your dream collaborator? Oh man. I should have thought about some answers before. Also, like you, you came really prepared. Now I have to make we, something up. I thought of these at, at <laughs> seven twenty-nine. Perfect. <laughs> Master of uh, bullshitting. No. So to answer your question, the first one is definitely. Um, I grew up listening to Bonnie Ver, Ben Howard, um, like very indie, folky, melancholic stuff. And it wasn't really popular because it was at the time where also like hip hop and crow and stuff. I mean, I love crow also, but in, in general, like hip hop started to gain a lot of following. So that was the cool thing to listen to. But I, I had always had this thing for indie um, and actually melancholic folk music, I would say. So I think that's where my roots are. That's where I will also go with my own project. Um, obviously, now that I went to production school, I can maybe throw in a bit more than just an acoustic guitar even though i think the most beautiful songs usually that i want to release would be very minimalistic um so yeah that would be my i mean it's my biggest influence and probably also would be the biggest collaborator that i'd like to work with um because it's just a, a genius genius mind to me bonnie Vare. uh i actually had a concert ticket for january of 2020 no not january was it january probably like march 2020 and then oh beautiful 
I still haven't gone <laughs> because it's, I think it's still pushed for another year. So, but one day, one day I'll go. Um, man, I had, yeah. a, I had, you know what? I've just realized I've been pronouncing Bon Iver's name wrong for a long time. I've always read it Bon Iver in my head. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can say that I'm pronounced correct. I, I, being the super fan that I am, um, I read somewhere that it's based on, his idea was where he heard he had, he was watching um he was watching uh, like a nature doc- documentary about the people in Alaska and they were shouting Boniver Boniver when the winter came and that's really? why he, oh. he decided to name himself Bon Iver that's why I also thought that's probably how he wants to pronounce it but man I'm not sure you call him Bon Iver yeah, <laughs> like, Bon Iver <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie Iver. <laughs> I mean, dude, that guy's been around for a long time. Been along, yeah. And he's yeah. still making music. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere he was releasing or had frequently released an album. Super uh, different stuff now. Also, it's really like more experimental and artsy. But it's cool to try to be ahead of your time. That's the thing I heard someone also say when you're making music right now that people don't get yet, but will be like a future classic in a way. That's that's like then you've stepped up your game. I think that's really uh, a, a holy grain. And the cool thing is that if you don't have to chase um, trends, because if you like an artist like Bon Iver that they've been successful in the um, in the first releases they did, or probably he did a lot of releases where he wasn't successful, but the first ones that he did, he um, sort of had a cushion of saying like, okay, now I can be a bit more experimental with stuff. And that's why for me this like songwriting for other people and also this project with edm is such a cool thing because it allows me to get into that professional industry without so i have that going on but then i don't have any pressure to like sacrifice any popular stuff on my own project you know um which is a luxury because if you have to if you have that one project that you know needs to satisfy everyone then you probably have to sacrifice some things as well you have to choose yeah yeah so um that's that's why yeah that's why i chose it also have you listened to the latest bob dylan album um he released a new one i listened to actually a few beginning songs, of yeah. last year or something yeah, like that. yeah yeah it's been a while i was gonna say but um it's I definitely super did. folky yeah yeah he, he went back yeah it's like a storyteller it's not even a song almost it's just like slowly played chords and he just like talks over it in his rough old voice <laughs> yeah but it's so cool it's a great record i can recommend it um rough and rowdy ways i think it's called yeah, 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 yeah. and the last track is like 18 minutes long or something like that are you a fan of the old school or do you usually keep it keep it quite uh modern mostly old school but mostly i school. i realize i i have to admit i'm more of a 90s fan than i thought i was but like I, I love like Thin Lizzy, Sabbath. Those are two of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Who, the Beatles. I mean, there's a lot of 60s stuff. Clapton, Cream, right. Derek and the Domino. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I like my 60s, 70s, 90s. Yeah. I'm getting into 80s metal. That's good. There's some good like thrash and uh, other stuff. And then Billy Talent is one of my favorite bands of all time. Man, my first CD that I ever bought. Really? I think, I Dude, big, I love Billy Talent. I had a big rock face. It was funny because we had to do for a production school back, like, I think a year ago. So we had to do this thing where in uh, try to to see where your root or your, where your music could be, your sound, 
we were asked to like put down all the influences you've had throughout your life and that goes back to you know um before i had this big like bonnie bear thing i um i loved like anim eminem i was a massive eminem fan like i um i was big into like linking park and billy tellin like that's all i listened to you know i had a skater phase where like punk was my my thing and you know and it's cool to see that and actually remind yourself again like damn <laughs> crazy like this yeah, is man. what i used to fucking Dude, love. link it's it's love right I, i when i was home recently i saw my old still burned from one of my mom's work colleagues the old burns uh hybrid theory and meteora cds that i listened to up and down yes. right i could sing along to every single song man yes it's it's so nice to kind of see your roots like that again yeah it's super yeah. cool hybrid theory i listened to that the other day oh such a good album god so good right so good but back to billy talent the, well, the, yeah. the best live or like the band sounds better live than it does on record and that's rare they they're amazing they're incredible live. Them, eh? several times the first cool. time toby and i saw them was uh they headlined rock on ring 2016 mm, nice and that was mind-blowing man it was it was so amazing because they went right after the chili peppers you know the chili peppers they put on a show but mm, okay we were i remember being there well uh, well, we I was fucked out of our mind too. Yeah, we were on a too. trip when the Chili Peppers were on. Um, but yeah, so it it was like a moment of like, okay, the Chili Peppers they were good, right? But they weren't amazing. And then Billy Talent comes on, and is just blows it out the park, right? We were listening to the uh, to them on like you know the speaker before the act start every day, <laughs> you know, and it's like this is the same. It was amazing. And you have that element of also people just feeling the music and jumping around and being crazy you know that which like excels that experience for sure yeah. i miss that but to get um, back to just to get back to hybrid theory one more time what really that i'm pretty sure that album got me into rock music because you put it on and the first song is paper cut and it starts oh, yeah. out so fucking strong with it like doo, 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 doo. yo that just sends shivers down my spine yeah there, there's so album. much hip-hop mixed into it too and it's so well done um it's amazing I don't know yeah. if you know, like Korn, I, I recently started listening, I would listen to a Korn record uh, because they're like the four, the founders of new metal, they're considered yeah. one of them. And Linkin Park is like new metal with some more hip hop. Uh, and it's cool. It's really cool. Linkin Park did an amazing job putting like two decades worth of music into it. Yeah, this like mixed with rap also. The, what was it? Numb with a J. Numb with uh, Numb. Numb on core. Yeah. <laughs> me, me as a 12. Numb with a J. That's a with good the, subtitle. <laughs> the, German, <laughs> the German kid comes out. Um, yeah, the with the Jay-Z version was sick. What was, I think they're, oh, actually that reminds me of their rapper was called Mike, Mike Shinoda or something. I think. Yeah. You should and, check. Yeah. Yeah. I stumbled across him again because, um, These days he's doing the audio branding for Mastercard. He designed the new uh, like for Mastercard. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Just a little fun fact on the side since we Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I've been following his solo projects a little bit since uh, Chester Bennington died. His yeah. first EP or the album like it was pretty um, emotional. It was good. Yeah. I have to listen to it. I haven't listened to it that much. Did anyone know Simple Plan? That was my Yeah. Sure. yeah 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 what's Sick. the yeah there's some yeah of course sick that was that was my my uh, obsession when i was younger they got Good into the radio time. true they did, they did yeah. 
different times. But maybe I think Rock's coming back to to give you a little. No, oh, I think so too. I think uh, also into mainstream. Mm. Yeah, I think more and people, more and more people are incorporating guitar work into their music, and uh, you see it. I, I'm not a, I'm not really well versed in hip hop or rap, but you see it even more and more that they rap not just beats but over like riffs, and the rock element is just coming back and back and back, and it's just becoming a more integral part of general pop music again. Um, Willow Smith recently brought out a song, uh, Will Smith's daughter, uh, she brought out a song called, I already forgot what it was called, something with Transparent. Oh, not Human Leech? No, no. What Human Leech is another song, but this first, this recent uh, release is uh, with Travis Barker from Blink. And man, she puts like a full metal look on and it's like awesome, but she's like a pop star. So it's super cool that she's bringing that rock element back. I think a lot of people are rediscovering that kind of that 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 culture yeah man i think i think so there's this, this sort of like realness element to it like from being super clean production super clean pop production to bring some some dirt back in um yeah i'm looking forward can't wait in terms of um i was talking to a friend the other day who you might know from us Brani, he's played in the shamrock and Hmm, everywhere he's else been on this podcast. Must, he's been on this podcast that's not where you would have seen him or know him from but <laughs> um, uh, at the man uh, with the, the the mandrel as well he's played everywhere um and he was talking about damn it i forgot where i was going my bad that's i lost okay. my train of thought but mandrel um to to pick up on that i think mandrel um because uh, you said earlier that it closed down i think it was exactly when like the final party happened when we had our graduation or something. Like it, oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. yeah, awesome. And then I just heard stories of, cause my current roommates or flatmates, not roommates, my flatmates are also um, from Maastricht initially. And um, they were there and then the police raided the place and stuff. And that's where I heard the story from. I heard that. Forgot about it though. Till now. Yeah. It must be such a different vibe with without all this this partying going on. Uh, we we were there already at this this discussion, but <laughs> I have such good memories connected to the place. It's uh, it's crazy to think there's like a bit of a ghost town now. Oh, it's getting back. It's getting back. Yeah, for I mean sure. the shoppers are still there, so that doesn't right. change. I think the most notable thing is that we have a generation of first years who haven't had you know an income, who haven't had a you know proper kind of like experiencing student life and growing yeah. into their friend groups yeah and that's that's not awesome but it happens but sure. uh, tell me this what's berlin like now because they have stopped prioritizing who gets vaccines right so i, he I yeah. hear the effort is really going on their way so yeah. is it opening up again is it a good good atmosphere interesting that you say that because i think exactly yesterday evening or actually it might be today evening is the first night that you can do a lot of things again of course ah. with a negative test and um, if you book a slot in advance, but um, you can start to go to restaurants again, outdoor. You can go to like swimming pools and you can uh, go, I don't know about cinemas actually, but there's a bunch of things opening up again and the atmosphere is really changing also because the sun's coming out and people are just all over the place now. So uh, yeah. it, at least it doesn't feel like there's Corona anymore. Okay. Okay. Oh. Well, let's hope. Let's hope it sticks, huh? No. Let's, let's hope, hope it yeah. doesn't. Fingers crossed. Go up. Are you guys Hopefully vaccinated already or not? Uh, first, first shot. One. I'm first getting shot. my oh. second one in three weeks. So. Oh. 
yeah. Did summertime. you have some sort of priority or did you? Uh... I, I did, yeah. Yeah, I was on a third group. Okay, third nice. Group. I got yeah. lucky with my, uh, yeah, my GP. Right. Uh, I called and said, hey, if you have it, I'd love to get vaccinated with AstraZeneca. And he put me on a list for if um, an appointment gets called off because someone has doubts, um, yeah. you know, it, so that it doesn't go to waste. It can go to whoever's next on that list. Right. Uh, it started in April, that, that ruling. And uh, yeah, I got lucky. I got a test. Uh, I got a test. I got an appointment three days after making the call. So, Damn. And but, uh, how many weeks are in between for you guys? For me, it's 12. So for me, it's quite a bit longer than for Moderna for me, boys. Six. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. How so. long ago did you get it? Do you still have to hold on for a little bit? So <laughs> three weeks. Okay. Yep. Uh, for you too. <laughs> I said okay. So I have nine weeks ahead of me. And I got okay. three. All right. I've I've thought of what I was gonna what, what I was building too when I mentioned Brunny, and he's in the process of recording his next uh, project right now. Cool. And uh, he's found a buddy who's very nostalgic in the way that he likes to record things and the kind of sound that he likes. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, <laughs> I want to reference probably the funniest part of your Instagram page, which is you showing essentially how to sample and record something step-by-step yeah. step in one of your highlights. And you're like using completely random things around the house to create beats and record them. And this guy purposefully uses, you know, recording uh, gadgets and equipment, like um, a certain type of uh, speaker, uh, certain types of amps, certain types of even organs uh, from like the 80s um, to play around with the sound because he likes it more that way. Mm. Have you been experiencing with stuff like that as well? And if yes, have you been drawn to a certain direction there? Um, super interesting that you say that because I think once you've found your sound and you really want to, because it's a little bit, it's like branding yourself, you know, people want to know what you're about and like, what's your sound. Um, and if you find the equipment that will help you to get there, um, that's awesome. Um, and uh, it's really great. The problem with audio equipment in general is a lot of the times that it's super expensive <laughs> to just try and find a sound, you know, like, you have to be lucky and what i also found is really maybe also coming from this more songwriting side and that's what i'm really in love with also is the songwriting you know and not the the storytelling more than the the production i'm not saying it's more important because production is incredibly important but um like i can get goosebumps of a phone recording if somebody's like you know giving it they're all you know so like if i don't know sometimes it's just like the it's that's the 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 mysterious part about it is that you can't really put a finger on it but like if something's right and like it hits a nerve then it doesn't really matter how it comes through you know actually if you want to do like a vinyl and send it around the, the world or a cd um or a track on spotify you should make sure that it's a good quality but just for the sake of the song for me and that's what i'm really after is you know try to get this song first and then normally at least that's my plan is to find people who really know what they're doing um on the production side of things and they know all this like 80s equipment and they probably even have it you know they invested in it they're a little bit like tech geeks um and then to collaborate because one of the major takeaways that i've had come coming to berlin is that it's so hard to do everything by yourself and it's hard to compete, especially with people who take someone who's 
giving it their all in production their whole life somebody has done lyrics whole their whole life somebody who has focused on melody their whole life and then working together you know to create something great um so it's always good to just look for people to work with and then have another spin on your music as well you know it's the easier way to discover your sound for sure in terms yeah. of being an indie artist absolutely yeah so yeah i mean it's cool for him like it's really i love to play around with this stuff as well it's great for inspiration um but uh, i also like to just because the, i i sampled my toothbrush is probably the one that you refer to so or, uh, well yeah 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 so um it's fun to just get inspiration from anywhere really you know and if i would actually that's also what i tried to do is like i have a few guitars here i think three and a mandolin and a ukulele and i always have them in different tunes all of them because just like something because you get in your way so quickly that you just grab the same chord and like play the same thing but if you are out of your comfort zone like sometimes just something really cool will pop up and then you have a new idea so that's what i what is exciting to me at least ah set yourself up to trip for a good thing that's a good idea <laughs> yeah. force yourself to go the creative path that's awesome um that's cool yeah i i don't know much about sound so sadly i can't uh, talk much about it i just recently what yesterday uh Ronnie lent me one of his old guitars and he brought over a cool old amp and it has <laughs> the sound setting for distortion essentially it yeah. goes 60s uk 70s uk 80s metal <laughs> 90s <laughs> metal uh uh, California metal and it like you can you can really change it to sound like you know Alice in Chains or Led Zeppelin or the Beatles that's uh, perfect Sabbath it's Man, really I funny. love presets it's yeah so it's insane it's so uh, it's nice yeah so I'm, I've just been playing around with that you've been playing around playing paranoid all day you're your neighbors <laughs> yeah 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 exactly, exactly where are you staying right now in, in uh, Aachen did you find your place yourself a place there or yeah 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 so I work uh, at Boston Scientific for all our viewers in Calcutta and um, Aachen is in Germany so it's better healthcare so right. I'm living in Germany and uh, yeah it's like 20 minutes to the office so and right now I don't have to go to the office and it's technically still relatively centered. I will not give you the address right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, maybe a good call? Can you go by bus, or because I remember the connection between the two countries wasn't always the greatest. Now, now, yeah, but uh, I think a few years back, uh, overnight Deutsche Bahn took over the whole bus system in really? the Netherlands, or at least in Limburg with Arriva because they bought the company and brought it in. No way! Crazy. And, so they have since then there's been good bus communication i mean it takes like what 45 minutes to an hour with public transport but hmm. it's better and more reliable than it used to be where there was like a train once every two hours you can get yourself a good swap feats and probably do it in this half hour. yeah 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 they have like electric scooters now and all kinds of shit at swap feats it's ridiculous yeah. really yeah they've branched I remember, the fuck out i remember all like what was it like second year or so and then within a few months like this everywhere streets was were flooded and now in berlin even you can see it everywhere that's crazy so good for them man like well done Student startup from I think Rotterdam or Delft yeah. or something like Delft, that. Delft, I think, yeah, something like this. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Scott, you were telling me about it. Like, oh yeah, these guys—they're just starting out and they got this huge financial backing. But you know, I don't think they'll make it anywhere. It's like, okay, mm. 
Well, looks like they're Europe wide now. Because their business plan states that they always buy new bikes and pay for all the mechanics. And the their entry price was way cheaper. And I didn't think people would be willing to spend double, which is where the yeah. price is at right now. That really surprised me. Um because I didn't think they could could enter the market that way. No, it's it, I mean, it amazing. Right, it's crazy. Also, people are just they just don't want to deal with shit. And I, I yeah. don't understand it. Like <laughs> If I've if I've changed my tires twice, like I've changed the front tire and then the back tire as a whole, I'm freaking out and I'm not touching my bike for a month just because I'm mad. And if you just say, can call someone, probably they're willing to pay a premium. Um, so I, I I get it, but uh, it's crazy how fast they've been moving. So yeah, and how quickly people just adapt to it. It's yeah. quite amazing. It's similar quite to amazing. the. Um, to all the delivery, uh, the food delivery things like Volt. I don't know if that's a thing in the Netherlands yet. Volt, no. like gorillas and stuff. Um, it's like, it's been, I think it's the fastest growing startup in European history right now. Um, gorillas, gorillas, it's like an online supermarket. Um, supermarket. Oh. They will deliver within 10 minutes. Though, so you can choose whatever. And they'll promise to deliver whatever you choose in 10 minutes to your doorstep. Okay. It's insane. And it worked. Like, uh, and that's why they're really gaining a lot of um, attention here. Okay. I'll put um, that on the list to check out because I was looking <laughs> in quarantine as I am right now. I was yeah. looking around like, hey, how can I get food? Because I had half a loaf of bread and, you know, some soy sauce left essentially. Yeah. Um, and but it's it's really what I've been uh, because just go working also now until seven or whatever, and then going out just for me to collect the stuff in the supermarket takes longer than ten minutes by far. Mm -hmm. You know, just being for in sure. there and people just you know collecting it super fast. I don't have to run around aisles to find something. I just like you know see I want this and I search it in the search bar. It's so much faster, and um, I think the it's. Like a bit premium prices, but not a lot more. Like our Rewe, I don't know if you know it. Um, it's probably like the premium supermarket in Germany. That's the same price. Um, and you pay 180 per delivery um, wherever. Like whether you have the whole uh, two bags full of groceries or you just have one salami, you pay 180. Right, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, check it out. Uh, they're not in the Netherlands yet, but maybe soon. Yeah advertisements everywhere that's yeah, what, a, what an excellent idea to introduce during quarantine or during, yeah right during COVID. Just, that comes back to the idea of just people uh, like to have it comfortable and i understand it also especially in COVID times you maybe even are at risk you don't want to um, go to the supermarket necessarily and do unnecessary trips so that's really cool drone delivery is coming unless that's what you just mentioned What's coming? Not I don't know what you just mentioned, but drone deliveries are very, very close to being a very common thing in the Western world. Run? What's run deliveries? Drone. Oh, drone deliveries. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Amazon has already patented uh, a couple of years ago already a huge Zeppelin-like thing that yeah. essentially stores um, Amazon packages and they automatically get packed and stuff. So they're going to have floating distribution centers that charge drones that then fly down packages to people. I don't know. That sounds really crazy, like some <laughs> QAnon shit. But uh, 
that's essentially what the patent was and they got it so um yeah they got it approved by the uh by the it, i'm not sure how far it's approved yet and how legal it it's yet to be but it, it's they have a lot of lobbyists there so interesting but i i sort of i mean the all the scooters they uh they're everywhere in the streets if you imagine that in the sky now as well i don't know it's kind of at least you can't fly the scooters in the sky yet yet <laughs> what happens if people just jump on drones that'd be sick i don't know oh, man. Who knows? should make a fun song about that you know what, what this what this reminds me of um Hannes, i'm not sure if you've seen one of these before we saw them in prague mm -hmm. there are these like bachelor pads um bike thingies right so you sit on this like essentially massive bike yeah that you sit around a table and then you have a guy who's hired uh, to steer the entire thing but as you go uh, you and your mates you cycle on it right and that's how that's how it moves but you have essentially a whole like pub corner on it so you can you know tap your own beer these sort of things the the whole thought of like oh people will be drinking on drones it reminds me of that right <laughs> no absolutely in 20 I've years i've seen them before I, yeah, yeah i would be down like you i would try it you fly around getting drunk with your friends you feel like you're working for it if you're even though you're not really but like the calories at least are burning the away instantaneously. In some way, yeah. Man, I wish that should come to Germany. Jeff Bezos should <laughs> introduce that. That down. would be fun. <laughs> and you guys, did you guys do it then in Prague or what? No. I did. Oh, you um, did? Uh, shout out to Smart Guide, one of the coolest startups out there right now. I worked for them during my time in Prague on my exchange semester. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the company events one evening. So they rented one of those bikes and we just drove through Prague. And there's one guy who steers, who's sober and serves the beer. Yeah. And well, we got shit faced. It was a lot of fun. But it's how, do, how does he steer and serve the beer at the same time? I thought you serve yourself. You don't. Oh, that's kind of lame. It's a good question. How did he do that? Were there two people? See, I don't even remember. That's how good of a time I had. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the crazy thing is there's no big security. It's like a wooden bench in a bar. There's yeah. no like seatbelt or anything. I mean, fair enough on a bike, you don't have that either. But it, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed dangerous. Living on the edge. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, literally. But it was fun. Uh, very recommendable. Sick. That's on my bucket list for sure. Absolutely. Prague is Prague is worth seeing. You're close. You should be able to take any kind of should, bus over. Yeah, but right now the last hmm. year it wasn't really up for up for the, in the conversation. No, now better. soon maybe. Yeah, yeah, something I have planned this summer for sure. What are you guys up to this summer? I am going on a road trip through France with my family. We got like a bigger camper thing and we're going to go through France for three weeks. Just like, it'll be awesome. And uh, my brother and I, he's eight years younger than me. Yeah. Crazy guitar player. Just self-taught. Really? Dude, cool. he loves like, like thrash metal is his thing. Metallica, Pantera. I don't know. In, we should mention in general, just a hugely talented kid, like in, ridiculously. Yeah, so. yeah. He, he competed at the at the world championships for Rubik's cubes, no um, <laughs> among other. <laughs> he's crazy. Shout out to Josh. Uh, mean, yeah, no, he's a sick guitar player. So we're gonna try and record some of the songs we've written together uh, on that road trip. So it'll be, I think that'll be a cool source of inspiration for lyrics and stuff. Yeah, can't wait to. You hear just you. said you did the same thing. Yeah, can't wait to hear it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, I, I love these kind of projects coming back to what you said earlier in terms of right at the beginning, when you, when you grow up, you care less about what people think mm. um, in general. And uh, I don't think I would have started this podcast with Toby in high school, to be fair. Podcasts weren't a thing back then. They weren't invented then, I guess, yeah. but uh, I, like in terms of it's, it's nice to have these projects to work on to like, for me, keep me out of my routine at work because it's nice to have it. How often do you guys record it? Do you just, whenever you find a guest or do you have a routine also like a deadline where you say we want to release something every week? Oh, we record every Sunday usually. And, okay. uh, you know, with this being recorded up for the keen eared listeners on a Thursday, mm. um, I think this is the first time we've deviated from the, from the pattern really. Yeah, we've done a bad job. Uh, well, we got we had a really good reason last weekend because we had a crack house reunion. Crack house was the nickname for our uh, house in Maastricht. The house we used to live in, yeah. So we had a little reunion and um, yeah, it wasn't happening. So this is the first time we've skipped a Sunday and we're doing Second, it on actually. Thursday. We've done it once before. I can't remember when, but we've done it before. It's um, cool to have that. So, so as a, like I said, what I said about... Um, just have sort of um, deadlines or not deadlines, but just like fixed dates that you want to do stuff for you just to catch up. And, you know, so it's, it's good that you do it every Sunday. I think it's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know what I would do on Sunday. Otherwise <laughs> <laughs> probably call Toby anyway. on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I, 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 it resonated with me what you said earlier about, you know, you need some sort of deadline and I think yeah. it's always nice to kind of have, in long-term planning, if you know, okay, I'll take two hours of my day on this day yeah. and I just always take them. And, you know, you, you always know, there's never any question about it. Um, you just, you're just always aware it's going to be there. It, it makes yeah. it so much easier. Yeah, for sure. That's Absolutely. how uh, big things happen. Hopefully. Hannes, I see we are reaching the hour mark. Um, at this point in time, I don't have any more prepared questions, although I never really have any. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, we always ask our guests uh, if there's any talking points they want to bring up um, in their own interest or things they want to raise awareness of or I don't know, whatever. Mm. Um, if, if you have anything, I'm putting you on the spot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I, I, there's nothing, no song to promote that's coming out in the next uh, week or weeks. Um, but in general, what always helps artists is really if you follow their socials because so much is happening on on that for labels also if they come and look in you or publishers so if you want to uh, go and follow me on instagram for example um under music by hannes that'd be amazing um i'm planning to also because i had a little dip uh, with work to not post on a weekly basis for uh, i think four months now but i'm planning to go back to that so um, hopefully there'll be some new songs coming up soon. And if you want to check it out, feel free to do so. Awesome. Awesome. Um, great. Yeah, we'll, we'll tag your, uh, your Instagram name cool, in, uh, in the description you. for sure. Awesome. And there's a cool way that you can create a playlist with a podcast episode to attach a song. So we can mm -hmm. attach the one song oh, under awesome. Ari uh, to that. Cool. Uh, The one you played our introduction. Are you still sober enough to potentially play some song of yours if you wanted? Oh man! All right. Um, if you wanted, not to, no pressure. But this would be a first for the Satoxapod. Uh, I'll, I'll try eh? to like finish see. us off. I think it would be a of cool. Course, of course. Um, I because you asked me in the beginning if I could play something. 
Um, I really didn't know what to, but then I stumbled across um, this song I wrote in Maastricht, actually, and I probably haven't played it also, since two years or something. It's super old. Awesome. But I thought it was a, would be a nice, nice time to bring it back. Um, it's called Black and White. I can try. We have to see if you can hear the guitar. It's probably the main thing. I'm just going to play a little, little demo, and then you can tell me if it's loud enough. Eh? Gotcha. Can you hear it? Maybe the mic a tiny bit closer, but yeah. Hold on. Because I need to sing, and this is live. This is raw. <laughs> All right. Then to close this episode, Hannes with um, a beautiful acoustic rendition of one of his songs. There we go. bottles, liquor bottles on our sticky floor, music's playing, neighbors complaining, no one's dancing anymore, your friends are tired, wanna get high and finally go As they ride their bikes, walking side by side to your door. to sleep with and the shadows that we're casting tonight they'll be everlasting and they just stay to the morning until the sun takes them away I hope you can, could hear something. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Like Thanks for being on. Thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it, Hannes. Um, and we look forward to hearing everything that comes in the future. Same for you guys. Keep it up. I love it. Take care. Good one, Matt. All right. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Ciao. Bye.